What's up, everybody? Welcome to another special episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with some of the most interesting guests, all with and, a touch of what, Terence? And the hottest boards as well. Oh, hottest boards as well, yeah. yeah, yeah hottest yeah, boards. Yeah, yeah. Eh, hey, don't be so object, objectifying <laughs> la, la, 2022, no, Terrence yeah, 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 I mean, I'm just appreciating it as a work of art la. You know, Oh, more. Yeah. Oh, setting up a lot yeah, of uh, yeah, yeah. But okay, it's because we do have a guest with us today We do yes. have a guest uh, in our virtual studio uh, It was meant to be face-to-face But as of last weekend, I, re- I joined the COVID club mm. So mm. I'm currently recording with COVID Similar to how Terrence was recording a few weeks ago yeah. Right. And, and on that note, <laughs> we'd like to introduce our long-time guest of Yalabad, one of the people who have appeared the most on our podcast, Rishi Budrani. Welcome, hey, man. what's going on, guys? Hi, hi. Hey, man, sorry, don't, don't, I, don't this, forget mentioning that one of the most popular guests of Solar, right? Your, oh, episodes, yeah, yeah, get, your, your episodes get the most listens. Hey, that's very cool of you uh, to mm. say, man. I, uh, I, I didn't really know that. Because I haven't listened to the episodes I've been on. <laughs> Thanks. But that's because Thanks, I've been on Richie. the episodes, right? Like, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Like, do you consume your own content? No. Yeah, you guys cre- of course. You... What do you think I listen but, to uh, on the night of every day that we record a podcast? <laughs> All of your own work. You know what I mean? Supply. <laughs> you kind of create it and you put it out there for the people, which is what I love about, you know, what Yalabad is. You know, you, mm. you guys uh, kind of... Now the sucking yeah. up comes. Like, now the sucking up comes. Dude, well done, I've, got to, I've got nothing to suck up for, man. I'm your most popular guest on the show. And the most regular. I mean, look. What just else to clarify, the, the most popular episodes, not the most popular oh, yeah, yeah, guests. Yeah. Two very different yeah. things, Rishi. Yeah. Oh my god, boy. <laughs> Tell me what's the what's the fucking difference now, bro? Use your COVID brain and your your Pfizer vaccine to tell me what's the difference. Oh, my COVID brain. I'm really feeling the COVID brain uh, with my COVID nose. No, yeah. no, no I COVID decided voice. to give you the, the all sound effect because, you know, like, you really set it up. You you, you guys are like radio DJs without the sound effects, mm, right? Mm. And without the restrictions of free-to-air yeah. radio. I was just going to say, I, very, I wouldn't take that as a compliment though, when you call us radio <laughs> DJ. You have yeah. to let me finish, right? That's a, <laughs> them, that's a damn boomer. Yeah, that's a damn you, boomer like, analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that, you know, it's it's like listening to a radio show minus sound effects, minus censorship, which is mm. a good place to be. So like opinion. a podcast lah? Which is a podcast lah. <laughs> no, 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 hey, no, that's not true, okay? Podcasts sometimes have sound effects, which I feel are not always good lah. Oh, true lah, true lah. True, true, true. 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 So that's but- why I gave you aww when you say you had COVID because it just felt like you set up that moment. Oh, thanks, but, but, but thanks, censorship, you, you talk... I mean, it's interesting you talk about censorship because, I mean, uh, you know, you're you're a very popular comedian. Some might argue the number one in Singapore, right? Uh, but your popularity is about to go to a next level very shortly. Uh. And, 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 but but with that territory also comes a lot of uh, scrutiny, right? Mm. And 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 you know mm. the idea of censorship. I mean, maybe maybe best for you to sort of explain what we're talking about, uh, Rishi. Like what? What, oh, is it, I, what is this big event coming up in your life? Toot your own horn, Rishi. Go forth and toot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's uh, something I've never done in my life, but uh, I'll be one of the hosts of uh, the National Day Parade this year at the Marina Bay Float. 
Woo! Which is, uh, yeah, man. See, if we had sound effects now, there would be another <laughs> <Yeah>. moment. And then some guy will go, We are Singapore. Oh, you brainwash already. Uh, brainwash already. Nice one. Yeah, dude, <laughs> totally, dude. Totally until 9th August, I am 100% brainwashed. Mm. Uh, no man it's really cool but I think uh, I must clarify uh, on on the various platforms and people and and, and uh, you know friends and, and uh, audiences that are asking me no I'm not going to be doing any like stand-up routine at the parade okay <laughs> because there's a lot of artillery uh, <laughs> some of the literally best weapons, and figuratively la, right the, some of the best weapons are literally around the corner okay mm. <laughs> and, and but you, really will, you, will, you will stand up for Singapore, la. you will stand up for Singapore for sure. Sure, bro. Are we doing that? Is that the show today? <laughs> like, are we including some national day pun at, at, at every It took me a while minutes? to get that. Like. It took me a while to get that. Yeah, COVID brain, COVID brain. But, yeah, but, but no, actually, uh, but I also wanted to highlight that because I think when you posted announcing this this news on, on Facebook, uh, <laughs> you put out a very heartfelt post. La. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, to be honest, for me, it didn't register as, oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, it is a big deal. It's not. It's not as. Uh, it's not like any other NDP that we've known in the past, lah. So why? Why? What? Can you just explain why you? Uh, what you posted and why you think it's a big deal, lah? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, I, 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 I'm a true blue heartland kid. I grew up in the blocks of Bedok South. You know, uh, any kind of foundation I have in show business or or, or as a person came from you know for the want of a better word, f- from the grassroots. You know, I'm a I'm a son of the earth. I mean, I'm a son of the reclaimed land. Son, in of, East son Coast. of Badok. <laughs> son of Badok. Son of the reclaimed land in the East Coast in Badok. You know? So, uh, yeah, man, I do feel a, a strong affinity to the nation. I, I do feel uh, that my identity, my story as a, as a human being and as a performer is very strongly linked to uh, the country's story over the past 30, 35 years. Um, and I never once thought that, hey, you know, one day I'm going to uh, be hosting the parade. You know, the thought never really crossed my mind, especially since I've been a stand-up comedian for the past uh, 10 years in this country. Mm. Uh, but yeah, when the call came, it was it was yeah pretty cool. I, I honestly didn't think twice. I was like, I mean, I thought, like twice lah <laughs> because mm. you you gotta like um you know release seven saturdays worth of work um during a fairly busy time uh it's kind of like national service like in a way but on yeah. the showbiz front mm-hmm. well, were you um, were you questioned about your patriotism in the lead up to being the, uh being selected was I questioned about my patriotism? Not to my yeah. face, lah. <laughs> so I mean, all the sure background checks, uh, the background checks, yeah. it. all oh, the yeah, social yeah, media, all the tweets and Facebook posts. Everybody has to be vetted, of course, hundred uh, percent. I mean, I, I I have it on good accord that uh, I I had to. There were people who had to really. Uh, uh, fight some battles and overcome some obstacles to. Uh, have me involved in the show this year mm. and I don't mean me me as in Rishi Budrani specific but you know a stand-up comedian whose uh, material is out there and not all of it is 100% pro-government or pro-policy uh, or whatever 
Uh, mm. The work that I do is, you know, uh, if you watch the Rishi Report, which we, you know, we we all have been a part of, for example, um, I try to be as objective and as fair as possible in my uh, mm. commentary and in my jokes, even. Mm. Uh, and I think everybody has seen that. Uh, so it 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 was a bit of work, I guess, on the powers that be to mm. open their minds and go like, you know, look, this is the new Singapore we're living in. Uh, this guy is not going <laughs> to show up at the float and uh, make a mess of it. We, we mm. don't think so. Uh, but can you just be more specific? What do you mean by um, they had to fight battles? Like, what do they have to do? Like, like put PowerPoint presentations of your history? I, I or, don't know, in all like, honesty, but I, I know that uh, my, 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 my general showbiz profile was vetted by mm. a lot of people because uh, there's like an NDP show committee that did involves you have the to, military. Did yeah. you have to submit anything or they just scoured the internet? I mean, I submitted my profile uh, mm. which is a corporate profile that I do to any client, for example. Mm. Mm. And then, you know, there's, there's of course a, a creative team that puts this whole deck together to go, okay, these are our uh, first choice of show hosts this year or first choice of artists this year. These are the people we think will will fit the the show we're trying to do. Do you oh, know I mean, you were being considered? Do you know you were being considered? Uh, the first time I knew was when the creative director, Adrian Pang, reached mm. out to me mm-hmm. and went, hey, you know, uh, I, I'm doing this this year and uh, I would like to put your name forward as, as my first choice of... Uh, within my A team of hosts mm. it, would you be open to that um, that's the first mm. time the literal conversation was look you know will you be the I in my CMIO representation oh, for hosts this year mm. something about that line just swept me off my feet swept me off your feet I was like what I'm going to be the I and I, I might be the and I, I don't have this on, uh, on, on 100% record but I might be the first non-Tamil speaking I to host. Mm. Wow. You put a LinkedIn la, bro. <laughs> no, but I didn't even know this or think about it. Like for me, when, when I was doing this, like in my head, I'm representing the comedy community. Mm. And that's mm. what I, you know, anybody's asking me. I'm like, yeah, I think there are young comedians out there watching going like, wow, really? You mean these like dick jokes and like uh, all this like, you know, this is government policy jokes we are doing in these little basements and attics to like 15 people on Thursday night. Eventually, this is what can happen. You can like, mm. you know, end up in the middle of the city with 25,000 yeah. people and like F-16s and C-130s circling around you. Like, can that really happen? Because I didn't think that would happen at all. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah, yeah, that was part of the reason why I was quite uh, heartened also reading your post announcing this because uh, I think the comedy scene kind of has always been seen as like existing in the so-called uh, underbelly of the Singapore media scene, right? You don't see comedy shows, uh, you don't see stand-up comedy shows on TV featuring local local artists that much. Yeah, uh, I think you you've you've made your fair share of appearances on on national TV, but usually. You know, the, 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 you come on as a guest or you guest star in something, uh, but you were not like, you know, contracted or tied to the network or anything like that, right? Mm. So it's quite inspiring to see that someone who has, you know, been grinding and, and working his way through the local scene, uh, and not necessarily, and not, and not be contracted to media company like that mm. is actually now being recognized as, Hey, this guy is, uh, 
conversation starter in the national scene and uh, you know a pioneer in many ways to to a lot of entertainers here so let's give him the let's give him the platform and go full mainstream with him so so I thought that was pretty cool mm, Harish, yeah, were, you, were you shocked by were you shocked when when Rishi when you heard that Rishi would be a host actually no eh. like uh, because no. because okay so I, we've both been to many of your shows right Rishi and mm-hmm. I think I will give you a, like I, I think your crowd work and your ability to handle a crowd is fucking great lah um, so when you when you said, oh, considering being considered for NDP host, I was like, yeah, of course it makes sense. Of course it makes sense. But then that also made me think. And I also wanted mm-hmm. to ask you this question. Do you think, like as a stand-up comedian, you know, whose brand, you know, as a stand-up comedian, you want to be at the the, the cusp of push, pushing uh, people's way of thinking, you know, questioning, uh, putting forward questions that people don't want to put questions to. Do you yep. think, do you ha- have that in your mind? Like, oh, what does being an NDP host mean versus your brand as a stand-up comedian yeah was, no, that, ever, mean, I, was that ever a thing honestly i i i was again surprised that i was invited in mm, because mm. my some of my most controversial material is out there you know mm. uh again like i spent a large part of the pandemic uh making fun of politicians and policies mm. that were you know were things that were great th- th- that I agreed with that were you know based on fact and all yeah we came out and we talked about those things things that you know were not so cool we we spoke about them as well mm. um so I've never in my opinion at least minced my words about what I want to talk about whether it's in my live stand-up shows or whether it's in any kind of the news uh, comedy satire shows that uh I've done and and you know that you guys have been a part of as well in mm. in, uh, in a large part of the live shows when we restarted during the pandemic. So I feel moving forward, I will not you know mince my words either. Yeah, I do know that being a host of the National Day Parade is not the time and place for me <laughs> to go up at the parade and go. So these CDC vouchers, uh, what do they really mean? You know, like I don't. Mm. Do it. It's not like the time for me to go like, oh, look at that. The red lions are jumping out, right? This is, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to say mm, Yeah. as a comedian. And everybody knows this. I think everyone uh, from like I had a, a, a conversation with the chief of the defense force mm. who and we had a really honest conversation about who his favorite comedians are. Uh, mm-hmm. and he asked me about you know who my influences were and he said you know I appreciate you doing this I can see that you know you're you're, you're jumping through some hoops but you know we, we want to you know keep it open and we want to encourage more artists to be a part of the parade I'm like yeah this is a really cool and honest conversation we're having and even the other people in the military who've talked to me about it they're like you know Rishi we, we say we need some new blood Cannot mm. use the same people every time. Now, I, I how do I explain to this fellow that his new blood is thirty eight years old and just did a blood <laughs> test to make sure <laughs> that <laughs> he's not dying, you know? Mm. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I have not touched had anything crazy negative. It seems like everybody knows what they're getting into with mm. uh, inviting me to the parade, and it also seems like they are aware that I have this other you know, identity and life as a stand-up comedian mm. in my theaters, in my clubs. Uh, some of them have been to the live shows before 
uh, and they know, you know, this is what mm. we're getting into. So when when did you find out that you were being considered? Uh I want to say the discussions or the inquiries came in sometime early this year, early this year I want to say or late last year some something around that that Yeah, that the, the, the the things that they really start planning for NDP on August 10th, right? Like the the year prior they they start planning for the next one already. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure like you just months if not like a whole year in the making. So it, yeah, it's it a huge massive I mean the scale of this whole thing is just incredible. Yeah. Wait, when I, did you when did you start your transformation from Rishi 1.0 to Rishi 2.0? Oh, I didn't know I didn't know then. Uh, the, uh so I I I took the decision to, you know, start uh training sometime in October 2021. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you think that in any way influenced the the decision? You know, looking back, it I probably had the inquiry before that. But, wow, actually No, 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 no. That didn't I don't think that influenced it because my transformation was not complete. I hadn't revealed anything. Mm. But they knew you had started already lah. I don't think was I was I putting out stuff about a transformation or was I was I just saying I was training I think for, I just said for, I was working out right for those who are listening and wondering what transformation is this uh, basically Rishi underwent a 100 day 100 day transformation it was supposed to be 100 but then uh, I had to travel and so it became 110 day lah 100 like we wanted 100 to be and, as honest as possible with the with the timeline 110 day transformation where he worked his ass off worked out And it all culminated in some very sexy photos taken along East Coast Park, lah, right? Yeah. And in studio, a in a studio, <laughs> expect. Yeah. It's a fair way Six to describe packs. my health journey, lah. Sure. Yeah. But but Six but pack, I mean, yeah. actually, just building on Harish's question. Yeah. Like, um, you don't look back and see that, you know, like you know when you hear about something like the secret and all that, and you look back and you connect the dots and all that. Don't you? Don't do you see? Do you at least feel like getting back to shape, or at least getting into shape? Mm. Was like a huge uh, part of manifesting the destiny that 2022 would bring wait, you. Wait, what? what wait, NDP just host. back up a bit, Terence. What is the secret? I don't know whether it's an in thing anymore. <laughs> the secret is the is the book. Is that is that that old book that you know, like uh, MMA, some MMA fighters like Conor McGregor. Mm, he uh. said that you know he relies on that to to you know keep up his his motivation lah. Like, when he was a when he was a struggling plumber, mm. you know the law of attraction and all that, right? The law, the of, law attraction. of attraction and like you know really believing that. You know, yeah. if I so so far in Rishi's case, it would be okay if I work out today, I will get a six pack. And when I get a six pack, I will get an inquiry about NDP. And then when I do NDP, you know, the next thing is you know it, it goes on. Uh. So so do you do you actually even feel like some sense of like the universe is smiling down on you because of your six pack now? Ah oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a heavy question because. The reason I actually wanted to do any kind of transformation uh, was because I was in my unhealthiest state, physically and mentally, in mm. my adult life, mm. and that was also uh, largely due to uh, the passing of a very close friend. Mm. Uh, so I, you know, I had gone into some kind of a. I mean, I was still working and still creating, but I wasn't at my creative and physical best because uh, I was binge drinking, eating whatever, and we had. It was literally, you know, pandemic plus this was together, right? Mm. Uh, so I don't know, man. I think if anyone is smiling down on me, I don't believe in the afterlife per se. But yeah, I think if there's anyone smiling down on me, it's that guy, lah. You know, because 
Um, mm. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing these things. Wouldn't be trying to take charge of my life. And yeah, I do believe us, all of us being in showbiz, it does help to be, you know, physically and mentally sharp. Mm. Uh, and that whole 110 days, uh, it really pushed me uh, to be able to keep up. Lah. Like, yeah, if you, if you ask me looking back, connecting the dots, if I was in that shape, in that mm. state, mm. this year right now, I would not be able to, I would be suffering every Saturday at the float. I would, I would be mm. freaking fainting and falling into the bay and like getting injured because of my weight. Mm. Uh, but now, although it is exhausting, uh, mm. it, it is a bit of a workout, you know, running up and down the bloody promenade to get people to do the wave. And then you, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like, you know, you're sweating buckets because it's so hot and you got to make sure you can catch your breath, to, you know, get people going. I run up into the stands to interact with the audience. And I think I can do all that and enjoy it now because of, you know, the work I've put in over the past year with uh, my, my, my physical and mental state of mind. Mm, wow. Yeah. wow so it is that physically taxing man. like 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 you be oh, sweating yeah. buckets by the oh, end of yeah. by the end of a session dude it's a physical show man i don't know if it's like that every year uh but it it is a physical show man like uh because mm. you're like i said you know you're like it, it, the stage is just huge for one mm. you can't mm. like kind of like you know when you watch a stand-up show <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like rocking there, left side, right side. Oh, hey, what's going on? It's so, like you for like you you have I we have to jog on and jog into position mm. for different cues, and because of the the scale of the production, you have not just like twenty five thousand people live. You've got like fifteen cameras all over. You've got like Earmon with the show caller giving you instructions to you know, countdown before you have to introduce the next segment. Uh, mm. You know, you it's you, we are dancing, we are singing. It's just, yeah, it's a lot, man. And, and, I, and I don't think physically I would have been able to do it like a year back. Sorry. And, and uh, like, I'm guessing the lines are all kind of, I wouldn't say scripted, but you know what to say when, right? Or how, how does that work? There, I will say there is a bit of, freedom within the structure but there's also a bit of concern you know because there have been past NDPs where you know you, you had that kid who who showed the middle finger yeah, yeah. that was a highlight man. That was dude a yeah highlight. <laughs> and, and I think every director every committee is just afraid that you know that kind of something like that will happen to overshadow all the work that everybody mm -hmm. has done for a year because a lot yeah. of work goes into it, you know, and yeah, there's like MOE has kids, you know, the, the polys have people performing. Some of the mm. music is pretty cool this year. I mean, the live performances are pretty amazing. The the defense parade is I've never seen one live before. Mm. You know, where we show off all this artillery and show off all the, the mm. air force stuff and all that. I mean, it's a pretty cool show, right? And to have that. <laughs> overshadowed by you know Uncle Raymond falling onto the float because some cat came in I mean I don't know like, manifesting like, you know mm. hopefully some, something <laughs> so, cool happens <laughs> so so this weekend was the first NDP preview right the full preview this past the weekend 20, 23rd July was the first preview yes yeah, the uh, full the full shebang full dress rehearsal and all that is it we've been doing the full 
dress rehearsal for the past two, I want to say two to three weeks before that, actually, with uh, the primary mm. five audiences. Like, uh, they call them national education shows. Also, the whole, like, 25,000 primary five students. I think it's a, a, about 20 plus thousand, yeah. Maybe not Fuck, the full 25. 20 plus thousand primary five students. Uh. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I, la. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's even all of them. But, yeah. like, last weekend was to mm. the public, la, right? Because one of my Last, close yes. friends and an uh, ardent Yalabad listener, uh, mm. she will know I'm referring to her when I say this. She said she went and she had goosebumps. No, the show was that good. No, and she yeah, also man. said she could mm. see how fit, uh, how much uh, weight Rishi lost. So well, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what she thought of you beforehand. <laughs> Where, she thought what everybody stands, uh, even from the stands she could tell. Oh, Rishi, uh, Rishi lost a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, because like we're all running around, you know, like like I said, you're running up and down the the. Bloody promenade, going okay. Green sector, are you ready? You know, I mean, whatever lah. It's, it's <laughs> but yeah, you're right about the goosebumps part. When I first saw some of the, the segments, mm. um, yeah, I mean, the, Adrian and the, the the people he's he's chosen to work with this year have done um, a really good work, a really good job, I think. Yeah. Mm. So it's like just the adrenaline rush the whole time, lah. Ah. Uh, I don't. Yes and no, lah. I mean, it's because our job as the hosts, uh, a lot of it happens even before the cameras start rolling. Mm. So we show up, you know, as as some people are still trickling into the the stands. You know, we start getting the crowd energized. Tell them about things that might be coming up. Uh, so there's like there's the there's a lot of work, lah. You know, because some people show up and they really don't care. They are or they. It's really hot, and you know, mm. some of them are very enthusiastic. It really depends on the day. Sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's hot. So we really are working, lah. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much adrenaline there is. It's not like, I mean, if I had to compare to the next closest, coolest thing, would be like it's not like rocking up to the comedy club and full house, and you've got your shit down, and you go like, okay, man, let's do some jokes. No, it's like, like it's it's work. You got to like oh, work, work to like. But but did it work to get people uh, in the into the show? Sorry, but did you did it give you like a, a like a feel of what you know? Like you see those those mega star comedians like uh, Dave Chappelle and mm. Kevin Hart perform to like I think what Kevin Hart was eighty thousand people at the Philadelphia Stadium. Wow! Yeah, man. So did it give did it give you a bit of like? Did you look at you like wow? Fuck! Imagine performing comedy to an audience like this. You know, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I've never been a a, a fan of doing stand up to a crowd bigger than a certain amount because I feel like it reduces the. The intimacy of the show, mm. you, you know what I mean. I, I, it's mm. a weird thing to say, lah. I mean, of course, the the critics will straight away go like, ah, fuck you, lah. That's because you cannot sell eighty thousand tickets, lah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like it's your choice that you perform to five hundred people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but like, okay, recently when I did my show, right mm. at um, at the SRT, which we went for, yeah, which yeah, which great. you guys came for, yeah, you know. Uh, That size to me is not like it was. A, I think we had maybe three fifty. The the full capacity of the theater is about three eighty. Mm. We opened up about three fifty seats, which we had on Fridays, uh, roughly about three fifty per night. Mm. Um, and to me, I still had an opportunity to give those three hundred 
and 50 people uh, a somewhat intimate and personal show. So when I've done shows at the Esplanade, for example, with 2,000 people, uh, and I've done those shows since like 2015, right? For like shows like Happy Ever After. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always feel like that is just a one-way presentation of your material. Mm. Just go out there and you just do the act. And that's it, right? And I've been in a crowd before watching shows at the Esplanade when I did, for example, Kings and Queen. I was in the audience once, right on top. And I didn't really enjoy it because I was like, oh, yeah, the fucking the act is so far, you know? And these are like, you know, $50 tickets and you are on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I performed Kings and Queen at the Esplanade, you know, I, I did my best to understand what an audience member would feel up there. So, you know, you, you learn as a performer, you're playing up to the galleries, you're playing everywhere and everything. But I still feel like I enjoy myself most in like a certain number so I think as a as a producer and a com- comic, I try to find that magic number that still gives me that enjoyment and still helps me to <laughs> make money at a show. If that and that sense. number is about what? Like three, four hundred? Uh, five hundred? To, to me, uh, uh, up to like three fifty, four hundred, maximum 500 seater is still okay. Depending on mm. the layout lah. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. when it well, goes to the thousand seaters and all I'm like oh, yeah it's yeah but may- maybe I should do that maybe that sometimes you know you need to uh, make your mark for the public in that way lah. maybe well, after the, 9th August uh, after 9th August 10th August you're like fuck yeah man well, how, how are the, uh, the, the the primary 5 students the 25,000 primary 5 students how are they as audience was they are the best audiences, man. Oh, really? The, the primary five kids are the best. I didn't, I didn't know this because, like I said, it's my first time hosting. All the other three hosts have done it at least a couple of times before. Mm. Uh, these are Joe Kim Gomez, Sonia Chu, and Siti Khadija, and they're all really cool. Touchwood, you know. I mean, uh, they've all been very nice. They're like, you know, ease me into things, guide me along the way, tell me little tips and secrets. Uh, and one of the things they said that was, you know, the primary five kids are the best audience, man. Don't don't expect the adults who come for the balloted tickets to have that kind of energy. Uh, because for the primary five kids, they are like from the get go, like ah yeah, whoa, yeah. <laughs> like the, the the teachers have to rein them in. It's like, hey, Matthew, stop it, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, stop it, don't disturb the hosts. I <laughs> sure haven't started, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go into well, the crowd. Even on a Saturday th- afternoon, they're still damn excited. I thought they would be like, Sien, they have to like go you, for this thing have... that feels like school, but not really school. No, probably five years, still you... not that cynical yet. La. I think they're still quite, can, they can buy into the, you know, the, 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 there's the grandiosity of the event, la, right? See, I can't speak yeah. from experience because I never went mm. for NDP in primary school. No? Uh, Same dude, I've never watched an NDP live in my life. Yeah, wow. how come? Like, you know, most of my friends, all, they're quite surprised when I tell them. Darren, mm. you have been, right? I have been as an adult, yeah. Oh, you've been as an adult, but as a, yeah. as oh, a primary school, school student? Kid, no. no, no, yeah. Yeah, adult also, no for me, man. No, but army, army, I had some experience, la, ushering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, I, had, right. I, I was army, doing ushering outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Army, you can... Uh, yeah, but, so, but, but, so I yeah, mean, man. it's, uh, it's always one of those things, even the most cynical Singaporean, when you go there and, um, you're just part of a, of a much larger crowd, and yeah, like, you know, you know, we we have all our criticisms of Singapore Army and how they do this, do that. But even as a 
as an adult, you watch, you know, the big guns, uh, you know, soldiers doing their thing. It's fun, lah. It's fun. It's a good time, lah. It's like that many people coming together. It's hard to not be energetic, lah. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, so, just the yeah. scale of it is 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 overwhelming, man. I remember so, going I, for the Southeast Asian Games opening or closing, and it was fucking great. Uh, just because you get like thirty thousand people in one stadium, and that was at a national stadium, so maybe even more than that. There's just mm-hmm. a certain energy, lah. Yep. But then, 100%. but then you know, like like you said, you were you were you were the eye in the CMIO, lah, right? Do you know the other eyes that were being considered or not? Were there any other eyes that you were aware oh, of? Oh, right? dude, I don't, I don't. They didn't tell me Harish Telani was on the list. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm fuck not you, sure. Harish. Okay, you know, that's my know. lifelong dream, though, you piece of shit. Is that what you're asking me? I don't know. I haven't seen the list, man. No, 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 no. But Dude, like, even, if, even if you were being considered, right, they cannot consider two Cindy people in one year. Trust me. <laughs> you got to wait your turn, bro. It'll be me, then Vinny Sharp, then... <laughs> yeah, that's why on the hierarchy of Cindy's in media, I'm number three, like, number three. <laughs> <laughs> no la, no la. We are all we are all after Kishore Mebubani. That's the bottom line, right? He's he's always he's the OG one. trailblazer. OG trailblazer. <laughs> no, but uh, what about the previous eye, like Abhi Shankara? Mm. Like, have what you, about like, him? No, as in, is there any like, oh, you know, now this year you're the eye. He used to be the eye. You're the new eye. Think of any oh. tension between the eye or not? No, they had no, to have a la. meeting. Like they had to just meet up for coffee and yeah, they hand over the. It's like officially handing over, <laughs> hand over the, the mic. Uh. <laughs> hand over the mic. For the eye. Uh, for the eye. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, for all you know, Abby said no. And then it's like, ah, enough lah. I've done yeah. this so many times. I don't know. I mean, we, I mean, I, I haven't like had this conversation with him. Uh, but mm-hmm. I did speak to Gurmit Singh about this thing, right? Oh well, yeah, he has hosted before. He's hosted a lot lah. Yeah. So I remember when the when when uh, they started talking to me about it when the job was not confirmed. I asked Gurmit, you know, because we were doing a show together and we were backstage. And I'm like, you know, I asked, what 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 do you feel about hosting NDP? You know, he's like, you must do it at least once in your life if you are asked. Mm. Uh, and I think no show I've done in my entire life compares to NDP. I'm like, really? wow. In what way? In what so way? he's what saying way? he's saying the artistic creative way that is, is very rejuvenating or is he talking about the, the, the people that you need to please doing NDP or what? Oh, no, no, no. I think he meant it in all positivity. Lah. Oh, okay. I, uh, and I think it's, uh, he didn't go into much detail about it but I think it was along the lines of, of what we are saying, you know, that it's mm. just, that just that, that scale of, of being a part of, you know, this the hugest national flag you can find being printed, the biggest number of people um, you know, you've got some of the, uh, some of the, the the the, the air force um, uh, maneuvers that you get to see sitting there. They go into these insane Top Gun like moves. You know, mm. you've got William Xavier's voice <laughs> in the background. William Xavier's a funny character, la, You know, he tried to. He he's got this very nineties. Uh, 90s like Fresh Prince Jazzy Jeff kind of vibe so he yeah. rhymes everything mm. yeah. so when he came to the host container he was like he met my ho- co-host CTK right mm. he went CTK make my day you know like that's how he meets people <laughs> <laughs> and he's like look at you Sonia Chu you know like that's oh, how he's God. talking to us and then he came to me he's like 
Oh, let's get dishy, Rishi Budrani. Like, Yo, <laughs> let's get dishy. Huh? Dishy, yeah. dishy, bro. Dishy. And now, when I when I told him about the joke, when I said, you know, because I did it at the media launch, right? I was like, <laughs> like I asked the I asked the the colonel. I said, you know, is it okay if I make some jokes about behind the scenes? They're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. We do this at the media launch. Um, at like nine o'clock in the morning, where the media doesn't give a fuck, right? They're just mm. there for the free coffee, and all the jokes I'm doing, the biggest laughs are coming only from the military, <laughs> <laughs> because they're a part of the whole thing, right? Yeah. And uh, ever since William Xavier heard that, he's been he insists every time he introduces me live. Now, he goes, and it's. Dishy Rishi Budrani. Dishy Rishi. He's trying to force it to stick that, right? I mean, it's funny. Like, it's all in good. Like I said, it's all in good fun. I, yeah, uh, so yeah. far, I've not met uh, or run into anyone who's been negative about the whole experience. So, so, um, so how do you think your life is going to change after NDP? Eh? How's it going to change? Like next time your live comedy shows will it be like presenting ex-NDP host Rishi Budrani. Dishi, Dishi, Rishi Budrani. Dishi, Rishi Budrani. Like when you host your next Indian wedding also. <laughs> hey guys, you know like... Uh, uh, well, one one thing's for sure. La, I mean like... Uh, your Instagram follower count, bro. I think my, my rates as an MC in the general market have mm. increased. Mm. As a stand-up comedian also, they generally event companies are asking me straight up like hey bro any increase in your rates yeah. because of NDP uh, yeah I mean I, and I planned this a little bit like, it's just natural and, I, and I, when I say increase in rates I mean whoever is listening in I think it's important to to make a distinction that this is not about um, greed uh, mm. it is more about value Right. For example, you there are many MCs, DJs, uh, comedians, even in the or entertainers in the market, that when you see them in front of a live crowd, you will be shocked at how much less money they charge, as mm. compared to a celebrity MC who's very famous and everybody knows them, but they simply cannot engage a live audience mm. if that makes sense mm. so something like this like NDP so, so no no examples mm. or names or anything that, that uh, we can no, work I mean, off well I mean there's I'm just wishing I'm just wishing it's okay, it's no, okay no 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 that's do. cool I mean like that's difficult because it's hard to see I mean you have to see them live for, okay, for okay, this okay. to 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 sure. um, to, to, to make Darren's sense just wanting to stir the shit on here Darren's yeah, I mean I, I, I probably got a few that I can think of but okay lah okay, everyone you, probably I, yeah Every, everyone has probably been to an event yeah yeah you've been to an event where you have a celebrity MC who's super famous or whatever yeah, and, but, but just, unfortunately they're yeah, great yeah. on TV but they yeah. cannot do a live show Correct. I'll give you a, a positive example of this someone who's worth his salt both mm. on camera and live is someone like Gurmit Singh Mm-hmm. So Gurmit Singh mm-hmm. is someone who commands a a a, a strong uh, value monetarily yeah. and also from a creative perspective because of the work he's done in live shows from Hopa Villa days all the way to the work he's done on TV in the past 20, 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. But not everybody does that. So for someone like me, whom I think I've been grinding on the live show circuit for a very, very long time, honing my craft to engage a live crowd, 
Um, but in the past, I couldn't fetch as much value uh, to uh, an audience as a celebrity MC. Mm, mm. Uh, now that it, with NDP, it's hopefully an opportunity to close a bit of that gap to mm. let the general public go know that, look, this is my value and this is what I can do. I'm not going to attach value to something I'm not good at. You know, I, I have been working, I have been training in the Alps and now it's, you know, just, it's just more uh, congruent. My, 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 hopefully my rates are more congruent to the value that I bring. And I hope that for all the performers on the live circuit that eventually they are able to, you know, uh, get the uh, dues that they are worth. Mm. I thought you were going to say it's inflation or something like that. Like, and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there. Like, getting, of getting to your shows just costs more than what the it used other to. eye in your <laughs> life, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's them set. I got a good fucking refinance my mortgage, la basket. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to talk about adult like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, yeah. So, like, would it be one of your dream uh, one day if, like, the CMIO for NDP host as uh, Jackie or Jinx as the C, uh, Faz as the M, you as the I, I don't know who's the O. La. You think uh, that will ever happen or not? I, I 100% wish for all the, the the comics who are you know uh, around me to be able to do the parade once in their lives at least mm. if they if they so wish mm. uh, but i don't think it's possible to have all four people being stand up <laughs> yeah. in a parade yeah. uh, that, walk, man. Uh, unless unless we are at war you know <laughs> and you need you need people to uh, boost the morale of the troops Mm. And mm. like what Bob Hope used to do for the for the American troops, right? Mm. Um, yeah, unless that's the case, I, I really don't think you'll find that CMIO lineup. Is your is your rate. is your family super proud that you're doing NDP? Uh, I offered uh, preview tickets to my parents last Saturday, twenty third uh, July. Uh, to the NDP. They, to the NDP, yeah, yeah. Huh? But they uh, were at Rocking Rickshaw with their friends <laughs> some Bollywood party. <laughs> 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 no, no, it was my dad's birthday party that had been planned for a long time. Uh, uh, so they couldn't make it. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I do feel that for them, it's a it's a huge deal. Uh, yeah. I try to downplay this a lot lah, because, um, yeah, there's a lot of like weird, not weird, but I mean, positive messages that come in, you know, from people I see down the streets or, or people who are texting me, you know, people from various Indian communities, like Punjabi community or whatever, going like, it's so good to have you represent us. Mm. And I never thought of it that way. Like, like like I said, you know, for me, even when I did the, like, I, there was a media interview recently and they asked me a really funny question. They were like, so, you know, Rishi, you are known for your controversial humor and your, 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 uh, your, something along the way. You are known for your controversial humor and your take on these issues. Why did you decide to do NDP this year? Mm. And I'm like, decide? I'm like, yo, it's not like I've been ignoring the committee's calls for the past 35 years, you know. Uh, mm. <laughs> it's the first time they're asking me. And mm. that's why I agreed. You know, it's not like I've been, ah, fuck, no lah, not this year. <laughs> It's not, mm. that's not the case I think sometimes people feel like actually they've been courting him for a while and he finally agrees and the nation mm. rejoices <laughs> no like it's not that <laughs> it's not the case you know uh, so, so what, what I mean um, 
because you know you've never been to a live NDP show and and it's your first time doing it. What do you think yeah. is the biggest misconception that you had or generally most Singaporeans have about NDP? La? Wow, biggest misconception. Wow, shit, that's a tough one, man. Because I guess the in the past, the most recent NDP that uh, I tuned into was because the comics were kind of live tweeting to make mm. fun of it. La. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. comics were all like, okay, let's sit down, let's have some drinks and let's live tweet all the stupid things happening in NDP and hope for yeah. some content. So Go. this year, they'll be, will they be live tweeting stupid things about you? Yeah, they, I swear, <laughs> I'm going to be, the comics are having a field day. <laughs> <laughs> it's already begun, man. They'll be like, you know, I, I so I rock up to the comedy club these days, right? And yeah. like, how Rishi, how are you gonna open the show with Wake Up Noise Singapore? <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> no, but I will say that uh, I mean there are many there's there are other reasons why I think oh watching the NDP this year will be great. But mm-hmm. you being the host is actually one of the, the big reasons why I'm gonna tune into the whole thing no. Oh so man, I'm if, sorry to disappoint you guys, but I'm a really, really tiny part of a really, really huge show. Fuck and you, that's the, that's the honesty. Really, you're really. the eye. You're the eye, okay? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, you're the I, eye. I am, the, I am the eye this year. But uh, what what I do think is that it's it's almost like, um, you know, one of the reasons you're saying to watch the show this year, I think, is that it's the first time people are coming together after the pandemic. Mm. Mm. that's kind of a running theme like you know even if you listen to the song this year it's about you know as cheesy as it sounds it's about you know like a phoenix rising through the flames and you see the set it's got these freaking wings uh sticking out into the bay and it's Mm. quite fucking magnificent if you sit down and just watch it from the stands you're like wow Mm. this is this is pretty insane, man. Like the fact that uh, SAF is so efficient. <laughs> you know, that's what I keep thinking. Right? I tell the colonel, I'm like, you know, colonel, I have a newfound respect for the Singapore Armed Forces, you know, because you guys are pulling this whole thing off. So when I was in the army to get a fucking pen, you know, <laughs> you had to indent the whole case. <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, store man will complain, oh, yeah, you say you want blue, I only got red, you know, like, and here, you know, fucking goodie bags for like 25,000 people every week. And it's a fairly, it's a really well-run operation, like, touch wood, you know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I've got newfound respect for the SAF, like, in all honesty. Because of NDP, like, because of NDP. Because of NDP, they get their best, man, like, but I, but I, I fool around with them a bit also, like, you know, because this year, the, uh, the battalion that's uh, running the whole show is two sir, two SIR, mm. and they are known as the they are the second battalion Singapore Infantry Regiment. Mm. But their motto, their war cry is second to none. Mm. <laughs> so I asked the colonel. I said, "But, but colonel, yola." <laughs> Second battalion, how can you be second to none? I said you must be second at least to the first battalion, right? You know, uh. <laughs> and I'm doing this during the soundtrack, you know, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't talk about that, Larishi. It's okay, lah. Come on. <laughs> so he's on the parade also, lah. He's he's on the <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The the brigade com- uh, brigade commander uh, kind of hangs out, you know, 
comes because it's his first time was first foray into showbiz mm. also and uh, yeah man they're all pretty cool as in they 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 understand civilian life is very different from military life and they understand that they are working with people from show business mm. and uh, they they kind of so far lah so far it's not been yeah. like you know hey rishi ah don't don't let like i mean they know i do my stand up show doing jokes about the parade i've invited some of them uh because i'm rerunning the show after i finish the parade mm. on the 12th and 13th of august with some new stuff mm. uh and they're aware and some of them have bought tickets so i'm like yo uh guys they're like yeah 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 we know don't worry adrian told us already it's okay <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, now would be a good time to let our listeners listeners know also about the your show. Oh, you want me to plug it like shame? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, sure, so man. I did shame, sh- plug away shamelessly, man. Uh, this is a show called Rishi Budrani Live and Exposed. It's my first uh, uh, solo show that I'm doing post pandemic. Uh, it's a fresh, brand new show for 2022, and uh, yeah, I'll be rerunning it on the 12th and 13th of August as a Singapore National Day special, mm. and yes, I'll be exposing some of the behind-the-scenes secrets of the National Day Parade. And All the jokes I couldn't awesome. do at the parade, I'll be doing yeah. here. And you will be completely naked, also, right? While performing, I I will be figuratively naked. I'll be show bearing my soul. Figuratively naked. Oh, Lama, nicely put, man. But but he will. It will. His body will be in its best condition because after right after NDP. That's when he's run. He's finished all the running and all the exercise that he's he's had to do. Really, after NDP, I just go and have shape. a Rumley burger at Esplanade, lah, bro. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise I'll be in good shape, lah. You know, oh, oh, power, awesome, awesome. power. So, uh, I mean, we also mm. did want to speak about a current affair topic. Yeah, uh, the shooting the shit was meant to be a, a short segment, Rishi. Alamak, it took like fifty minutes. I'm so sorry. No, cannot cut, ah. Huh? No, no, we keep it unedited, un, 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 uncensored, bro. Lazy bro. edit, just say lazy lah. Yeah. <laughs> authentic, authentic. Uh, authentic. Hey, this is not like NDP, okay? This is not like NDP <laughs> where we censor <laughs> stuff, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we keep things real, okay, Rishi. Can edit? Can I edit or not? Yeah lah, but we yeah. <laughs> of course can. No, we do edit. We edit the sound quality, the music okay, intro, okay. but the content yeah. we keep it raw, Rishi. Oh fuck! Shit. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Me well, well, before, I mean, it's funny because we were talking about you know gathering of people and what amazing things can happen when people yeah, gather right. together. Because that's literally what we're talking about in the, for this topic or so. What amazing Staring. things happen when Singaporeans gather together? I think people should hire you just to write their segues in life. I know. You know yeah. Yeah. He's transition. Seg- <laughs> he's segway king, yeah, right? Yeah. He's segway king. Yeah. Your transitions uh, are so yeah. seamless; it's unbelievable. Seamless, seamless. Yeah, I mean that's right. the, that's the only reason yeah. why we got you on this podcast, Larishi, to talk yeah. about the topic. All that fifty <laughs> minutes, we didn't give a shit. No, it was just setting up the segue. This is the warm up, a warm up act. Fifty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it at double speed. Double yeah, speed. Double speed. Yeah. What's the term that someone is called to warm up the crowd before a stand up comedian comes? The wobby before or something. Is it? Wobby. Yeah, uh, wobby is like yeah. Uh, wobby is what? I mean, those are more ref- referred to like for pre TV kind of. Spots lah, you know, like before the the live before the TV taping starts, you have a wabi that energizes the crowd. And, and what does wabi stand for? Dude, I don't know, man. Shit. W a b i is it? Dub. I thought it's W U B B Y. Oh, like wabi, like a warm up 
hubby or <laughs> warm up buddy. Oh, okay, warm up buddy, warm up buddy, warm up hubby, warm up hubby. Yeah, I mean the 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 word that came to my mind when Harish was talking about that was fluffer. Yeah, mine too, fluffer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I, that's, up, I was like, oh yeah, I got it wrong. No, that's what that's. I think some 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 of them are called fluffers. Yeah, but fluffer also is a very different term in different industries, lah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> are you, are you, is there something I'm missing? I don't know. No fluffer. You never heard in like the porn industry or anything. Fluffer in the you, porn you industry. You just Google fluffer, and then the definition will come up like right away, uh, But I haven't watched porn in, in a while. Yeah. Fluffer is a person employed to keep a porn performer's penis erect on the set. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's the literal. So definition. next time you refer to one of the comics as a fluffer, you might want to think twice, Norishi. Yeah. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, that's called a fluffer. Yeah. So that's probably what the origin of the term is. Yeah, I mean, in to, some way, yeah. in some way, you keep the male actor aroused, you keep the crowd aroused. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similarly, but through similar. different ways, like Through different ways, la. Yeah, keep them yeah. nice, nice and hard, <laughs> nice and wet. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the fluffer's job. Okay. But speaking of crowds, mm. uh, who took a hard stance on an issue, yeah. uh, the the topic that we did want to talk about <laughs> is something that happened over the past weekend. Mm. Uh, on July twenty third, the same day as the NDP preview, another reason why you oh, are yeah. the perfect guest, Rishi. Wow! Yeah, because while nice. you were celebrating the country, mm. uh, there were about a thousand two hundred people. Who attended a town hall called Protect Singapore, mm-hmm. um, where it was a a gathering with an agenda to protect families, marriages, and children in relation to a possible repeal of a law that criminalizes great gay sex, which is three seven seven A lah. So, uh, I mean, I did see rumblings of it online. I saw the post from one of the co-organizers, uh, Mr. Jason Wong. And yep. since then, there's been a police report that has been lodged, lah. Yep. And since then, the MHA has come out saying that they will not take any action because there is no criminal offence disclosed. Yeah. So you know, coming off the back of like uh, celebrating NDP, celebrating the country coming together regardless of race, language, or religion. Mm. What are your thoughts when you read that article? When you caught wind of that? Uh? You know, can I tell you where I was when I caught wind of this article first? Because th- so. On Sunday, the twenty fourth of July, yeah. I was uh, uh, hosting an interfaith dialogue session mm. between various religious leaders of Abrahamic faiths. Mm. So there was a, a, a rabbi, an Orthodox Jew, a Jewish rabbi. There was an ustaza, mm. uh, and there was a representative from the Methodist Church. Mm. A preacher and a uh, trainer of of uh, he trains. Uh, I mean, he teaches at a Bible college as well. Mm. And this came up because in the audience uh, there were uh, people from the LGBTQ community as well. So some of the discussions that uh, that were being had were to do with uh, the various uh, how how do these Abrahamic faiths view the LGBTQ community. Mm. And that's when someone came to me and said, you know, there's been a town hall yesterday and this conversation is happening and uh, 
by all accounts, it seems like 377A will be repealed. And this sort of town hall is to prepare all these people who are so uh, afraid of uh, this act being repealed on how to deal with it moving forward when mm. it gets repealed. Mm. I don't know if this is not factual, but this is what uh, was said to me uh, in this particular uh, Ask Me Anything series. Mm. So in my opinion, if that is the case, if this is a way, uh, again, I've, I've read the, the information and uh, I think whatever has been organized, it seems like it was organized in a very intelligent way following all the legal guidelines. Yeah, it wasn't something mm. that was done at, uh, that, that required a police permit because it wasn't in a public place, not at Hong Lim Park or whatever. They did it as a closed door event, private event. Private yeah. event uh, and I guess that, that that uh, organization of this group of people, yeah, you you, it's it's not illegal, so yeah. there's not there's no legal redress that can be taken. Mm. If if in fact it is meant to uh, help people who uh, are trying to uh, negotiate with the new world order, which means that the new world order is coming, or rather the 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 repeal of this act is coming and they just want to figure out how to deal with it, if that, in fact, is the reason for it, then I think it's fair. It's okay. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a change for for them as well, right? It's going to be a change for them in lifestyle. It's going to be a change in them for uh, uh, learning to interact with different uh, facets of society. But if the idea was to rally together to see how we can prevent this, that becomes challenging and that becomes problematic in my opinion. Mm, mm, yeah. Because I also did hear through WhatsApp and hearsay that, oh, mm. yeah, it, it, the, 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 the 377A will be repealed in the coming months. Um, mm. the, the was, there was not much mention about how this was meant to be kind of like a, a way for people who might be struggling with that change for them to cope. But um, I think I... I've heard about that rumbling for the longest time already. Lah. The mm. feeling I get when I see this and I see the messages or like the people in the comment section is that this is this is something that is here to stay. Lah. And I think yep. they will be fighting hard for the longest time. Lah. I was just surprised that uh, uh, like 1,200 people apparently was oversubscribed. Um, mm. I mean, thinking about it, yeah, I know the movement against repealing 377A is huge. But just to see that many people and on Facebook seeing some people that I know pretty well uh, share and like the post by Jason Wong, I was like, huh, okay. I guess, uh, yeah, you, like there are, like you, you, can't, you can't really judge what people think based on what you know of them. I think, I think yep. the, uh, based on the, what Jason Wong was posting in a so-called manifesto, they kind of want some kind of, uh, they, they know that 377A will happen. I mean, the repeal will happen at some point. But they want some kind of, quote-unquote, political package in place uh, to protect so-called the uh, institutions that are, you know, of, of male-female marriage and, and, and uh, you know, what, what a nuclear family entails and uh, not encroaching on, uh, not allowing, say, further... Um, in in their terms are encroaching of 
of the LGBT um, LGBTQ agenda into life, uh, like you know, uh, being able to adopt kids or, or do IVF and things like that. Uh. So, I mean, just understanding that they are receptive of of what's coming, but uh, they're not receptive. They understand what's coming, but they're also still pushing back by suggesting uh, quite quite on the nose uh, alternatives, uh, right? Do you do you think that um, do you think some an event like that is harmful for the repeal three seven seven A movement? Uh, I I think uh, if their attempt or uh, the aim is to uh, prevent the repeal from happening on a policy level, then I think it's too little, too late. I mm. in in my opinion, I think the pol- the policymakers have listened to enough of uh, the crowd and the audience and the public uh, to understand that, yeah, I mean, there of course will be some uh, some inertia, but it is not something that we as a society can, um, we can't hope to be a part of modern society and not be left behind on many fronts if we cannot repeal this act and uh, exist with the world on a very human level. That's my opinion. Mm. And I think the policymakers understand that. That, yeah, there will be definitely, you know, some inertia and some uh, resistance to this change, but it is extremely necessary because it is the way forward. Uh, So Mm. I think a town hall like this, while, you know, yeah, maybe it can do a little bit of harm if it's, you know, massively rallied movement, but I I don't think this group of 1,200 people uh, or their friends and family will be able to affect policy uh, at mm. this point but mm. but the thing is even the 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 organizing of an event like this I mean the MHA is mm. right like, there's nothing criminal about it right because mm. I think if you wanted to do a public event then you need to get a permit then you need to get all the licenses and all because this was a yeah. closed ticketed event they really mm. didn't do anything wrong like. so if that's the case then like um, I mean yeah, you you can argue that okay, it is because I think a lot of LGBT groups came out saying that it would further cause more dis- uh, discrimination and harassment of LGBTQ individuals. But at yep. the same time, what would be the alternative to clamp down on events like this that are happening behind closed doors? That's also uh, that's also tricky, right? Because I know yep. on Reddit people were saying that oh, so you can just get people organizing closed-door events about anything uh, that that's that's fair. What if it's about terrorism or something like that? Then mm. I think um, it should be kind of like if the agenda goes against the, the laws, like if you plan something around terrorism, the agenda, mm. the topic is terrorism, that is already against the law. Lah. But mm. this one, based on their agenda, you know, there was nothing that was that seemed in conflict with the laws be the the the, uh, the protection against online harassment and all that, right? So that's why I, I guess it's a, it's a tricky thing here, like because they didn't do anything wrong legally. Yeah, legally, like, uh, they didn't do anything mm, legally. Yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, I mean, it's a bunch of people but, practicing or like gathering to kind of figure out what they believe in, like. Which I mean, uh, I okay, I've not been to a. a a church sermon, an organized worship, for example, 
mm. in a mm. maybe in a long in my adult life or in a long time or ever maybe, uh, and I don't know what is spoken about there, but I am guessing themes and topics like these are addressed in 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 worship also, albeit in a different way, right? Like you know, you talk about the union of men and women, how the family is the basic unit, uh, you know, and I, and these are some discussions that came up. When I was hosting the interfaith dialogue, uh, the representatives mm. from the church, although they don't condemn specifically someone from the LGBTQ plus community, uh, the what they feel is like the natural order of things is supposed to be man, woman, family, right? That's what they feel, mm. and they say you are not a sinner if you're from the LGBTQ community because you know what we are all sinners. Mm. All of us are sinners. So it's okay. <laughs> you do you. You do you, bro. You do um, you, bro. But, but what's that? Uh, um, you know, this is something I saw online as well. Isn't there a paradox uh, when it comes to tolerance? In that the, I mean, they, they talked a lot about uh, LGBT activists being intolerant, right? Mm. But um, at the same time, like if if we all are expected to be tolerant, right? That means we also have to be tolerant of intolerant people, mm. and uh, if anything, the intolerant people's agenda is to to wipe off a segment of a population that is pre- trying to practice tolerance, and so eventually, you by trying to maintain tolerance in the whole society, you end up the intolerant will end up wiping out the tolerant, and it will just be everyone will just be intolerant. So that's where I mean, obviously, there's a slippery slope argument to to it as well. But but that's why they are there's justification. I mean, that's how people are justifying that uh, an event like this shouldn't be allowed to happen mm. uh. because it's uh, propagating ideas that are intolerant mm. of another group of people. You know, not necessarily breaking the law against them, but promoting intolerance, which uh, can potentially even lead to you know uh, violence and all these things yeah. so, so you, you you're, you're that? saying that the protect Singapore town hall is is intolerant right correct yeah, yeah. it's intolerant of a a group right yep. a very specific minority yeah but it's even, the act of organizing that like you're saying yeah but yeah because I mean, calling it protect Singapore almost like and then saying that oh most of Singapore is religious and against uh, against mm. this like you know which is is I think that's a bit of a stretch mm. because I would say that the second largest religious group in Singapore is actually non-believers, like you know, twenty percent of them. Mm. So, so, so to say that oh, most of Singapore is religious and we're against this is is kind of just like they also uh, fudging numbers. Yeah, combining like. religions, lah. Yeah, yeah, combining yeah. religions. Assuming everyone has a everyone has a similar. But view then, about speaking things, of like. the word intolerant, which I think you said about twenty-seven times within thirty seconds just now, <laughs> um, Correct, even yes. on the post by the Jason Wong, one of the co-organizers, he said we have been relatively restrained in the face of an intolerant vocal minority that seeks to overturn the order in all areas of society. So they feel yeah. that the LGBTQ plus uh, activists are intolerant, mm. um, and on the yeah. outside. We look at protect Singapore. You're like, yeah, these people are intolerant. So mm. everyone's fucking intolerant of everyone else, right? Y- yeah, right. So, like it's 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 like <clears throat> it's. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch this clip of Ricky Gervais explaining why he's an atheist when he mm. was on the uh, the Stephen Colbert show. Mm. He says yeah. that you know if if you believe in one religion, 
that means you don't believe in 99 others mm right like that means you you are saying you you are a disbeliever of the other faiths mm. Mm. right mm. so as an atheist i just believe in one less god than you mm. Mm. which is mm. i mean it's a brilliant argument right if you yeah. make it that way it's like yeah, yeah. because you we 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 both don't believe in exactly the same number of gods except one except one like except one mm. So that that's something that you know you you got to think about sometimes I feel like everybody who's who's a believer of something because at the end of the day we are all intolerant of something to mm. follow uh, mm. uh, uh Terence's train of thought here right at the end of the day we, there's there's always like to to believe in something requires in a large part you know a a, a, a rejection of something else like you know if yeah. if I as a person as a Singaporean believe in tolerance that means I reject intolerance right to yeah, to follow yeah. that argument If you, you 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 believe you're eating meat, isn't it? I reject the idea of uh, vegetarianism. For me, mm. I think mm. the problem here is that you cannot impose your intolerance on someone else because that is what bigotry is. Mm. Mm. If you have a negative mm. view on something and you have a uh, 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 you're entitled to your own opinions, but if you have a negative view on something and you impose it on someone else, it's like uh, we were. Did we follow that Hua Chong Institution counselor yeah. story? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for those who are listening, so basically, this counselor went on. Uh, it was a sex education class, and then this person went on to say, give some statistics about homosexuals and how you know, fifty-eight percent of them have intestinal worms. And the heading of the slide was, "What are the LGBTQ so proud of?" So that is an example, in my opinion, of very blatant bigotry because it is obvious this person is not giving you information on a factual, neutral basis. It is obvious that they are trying to impose their views on you, and I think that is what the issue is. Not so much that you're intolerant of something else, but you try to impose your intolerant intolerance on the mm, wider mm. Uh, public or on anybody but, else, for that matter. But I mean, because okay, so in in one sense, I think they both like like when he says the voc- vocal minority is intolerant, hmm. he's kind of insinuating that they are intolerant of what like the people who want to maintain the standard definition of marriage being w- woman man, hmm. because I, I, in some hmm. sense the 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 repealing of three seven seven a and all those people for it are just saying. That still maintains, but then it's to de decriminalize uh, gay sex, lah. So it feels like there's there's even different definitions or different agendas and mm. um, different interpretations of what each uh, the other group wants, lah. Because mm. I can totally imagine the people who attended this saying that okay, but you get people who support LGBTQ plus rights organizing events that are focused on that. Why can't mm. we organize events that are focused on what we want? Mm. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah. So, so then, then what is the difference there? I mean, the I thought the 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 you know example that Rishi brought up about you like meat. I like. I'm a vegetarian. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting discussion, lah. Right? Mm. Because, uh, yeah, you like meat. Uh, I'm a vegetarian. Mm. Uh, but you you can go ahead and continue yep. eat meat, and I can continue eat vegetarian. I can continue eat my vegetables. Mm. Uh, as long as we both got something to eat, we're okay. But in the case of uh, you know, 
uh, you know, people who are sort of for and against uh, 377 mm. It's a case of, I get to marry who I, you know, or generally the LGBT rights. I get to marry who I yep. love. You know, I'm a straight person. You, as a gay person, you don't get that right to yep. marry. And there is no, I mean, it's just, it's just basically a binary mm. thing. Like you get to marry or you don't mm. get to marry. And it's, it's not like meat versus vegetarianism where if you, or you don't like meat, then you eat vegetables, yep. like, you know, mm. where, where you can sort of still have a choice and you still can get full. Yep. Both of you get full at the end of it. This one is saying, let's keep it like this where I get to do something that you don't mm. get to do. And that's where there's a, mm. one saying that the other's intolerant is a bit, it's a bit of a, I feel, uh, what was that term? It's a bit of a, Conundrum. The, the argument doesn't uh, really, straw man, straw man. Yeah, the argument doesn't really, yeah, straw man, because it doesn't really hold water. Just, because someone is trying to, to keep you, keep you suppressed. Yep. The other side is, just trying to reach up to your level, the same level. Yeah, as yeah. You. But one side, both sides are calling each other intolerant. You see yeah, what I'm saying? I, yeah, I understand. I understand what you mean. I, I'm, I'm guessing that where, where it would be a level playing field is if, uh, we actually reach that point where three seven seven eight is repealed. Mm. Uh, again, mm. which I feel like it is really just a matter of time, and it it is something that will happen. You know, and mm. when that happens, not if I I feel like when that happens. Um, then it'll be a case of, you know, okay, lo, you 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 do what you want. Let me do my what I want. Uh, let me eat what I want. You can mm. now. You also have the opportunity to eat what you want, right? But I think the problem here is sometimes where I go and tell you, no, you vegetarianism is not natural. Mm. Okay, is yeah. is you are not yeah. no lah. Nobody is born vegetarian. No, 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 no such mm. thing. Everybody must eat meat. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that is the problem. Mm. Uh, if, yeah, if again, of course, yeah. yeah. If we reach a point where you know it's repealed, it probably still won't be the case for same-sex marriages. Probably still won't Not be the case yet, for yeah. adoption. Mm. I think that is uh, a battle for the future. But I think the current mm. battle mm. of repealing three seven seven A, we will see it in our lifetime, lah. Mm. We must. But, I mm. think it'll yeah. be very surprised. So, so if I hear you. Well, what you're saying kind of is that, uh, you know, an event like this, it's, it's basically old people and boomers who, who can't get with the program. <laughs> and, uh, we don't have to worry too much about it because it's, 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 um, I mean, it's just, it's going to happen. Lah, so don't worry too much about uh, it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I don't think it should be encouraged. No, but I think within the legal okay. framework that we have in this country, it is impossible to stop an event like this. Uh, is, is it legally right? Okay, yeah, it's fine. But ethically, perhaps not because like we said earlier, you know, there are uh, side effects that are not from the legal framework that might still trickle in. Like for example, we were saying things like harassment or, or bullying uh, that perpetuate the the whole idea that you know being of the LGBTQ community is not a natural thing you know it's either a matter of nurture a matter of choice and you know uh, that the side effects of that I feel are what we are we should be more concerned about not the legal mm. impact of it mm. but but also so so in a sense sorry in a sense is just uh, I mean um, there's a stress and effect going on as well where 
because we are because there are people trying to report them to the police, they actually use that as a they can use that as say, hey, look, you see, such a, people are so intolerant of our ideas and, and maybe like that, like. maybe maybe there is a yeah maybe there's a way for them to use that against because I think if you are yeah the the challenge is that they are probably very intelligent, uh, functional uh, leaders who are organizing these things, and these people must be you know you know yeah. like really yeah. of of, of High functioning, high degree in society. The the founder is the he's the founder of Yellow yeah. Ribbon. And, and that's, that's for life. life. And also, uh, that's for life. Both very, I mean, good community initiatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I mean, I think yeah, yeah, they probably come from a place of look. This is my belief. You know, this is what I am trying to do, and they have but, the capability of doing it. But it'd be I think, very hard think, to catch them on a legal. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, go on. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, legal thing aside, I think the analogy that you all were talking about just now about food and diet preference mm. is is good because literally in his post, he also says that um, they want the government to maintain the current political package and not to repeal 377A until there are adequate safeguards and until there is an inclusion of enshrining man-woman marriage in the constitution. So literally, it's saying that they still only want one form of marriage lah. As opposed to like, or if you go on the other side, they're like, okay, you can still have men-women's uh, marriage, but we just want uh, gay marriage to be allowed as well. Uh. So both can get married. So in that sense, then then it becomes like, oh, okay, one is trying to maintain the status quo and not be as inclusive as as they could be. Uh. But but I mean, like what you said also about the point about the leaders, yeah, he, the fact that he's the founder of Dads for Life, which is a, a group, a movement for what, uh, Terence? I think it's just for dads to be more present uh-huh. in the child's upbringing. Like. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not a huge movement. Like, like I didn't, I didn't like sign up and get membership the moment <laughs> I became a dad or anything. But, but, but the, I think that's what they're trying but, to advocate, like, which is a good, healthy message. And even yellow yeah. ribbon, right? Everybody knows the yellow ribbon. Right? Yeah. And then, but then I guess yeah. if you're an ex-prisoner who's gay, then sorry, like, no yellow ribbon. Like. Mm. Right, no yellow ribbon. Yeah. No, no. I mean, if if you if you renounce your oh, lifestyle, yeah, then you got yellow ribbon. Then then you got yellow ribbon. Then you got yellow ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, uh, Rishi? Maybe during the NDP, you can put in a word or something. Share your thoughts. You know, I was gonna say I <laughs> I I stand corrected, but I I think uh, I I, I want to say I've seen this dude in some like NDP videos <laughs> somewhere. Oh, is it? I mean, for, probably for the yellow ribbon. For the yellow, for the for yellow, yellow ribbon, because yeah, yeah, he has yeah. done a lot of good work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say, right. I, yeah. But but so you know, interesting. So do you think would would that uh, change your opinions of yellow ribbon? Like how how you would support it, or would you advocate for no it la. next time, knowing that the founder no la. How has this I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't. My opinion is that sometimes you got to judge um, actions based on on what what they are and what they achieve, la. If if we start questioning every single person who's done good in this world, then we will not mm. accept anything. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we mm. have to understand that we will always have imperfect allies, imperfect leaders, imperfect people who would have done good. Um, so yeah, no, no, man. I mean, I think you're, you're, my, my link or whatever would be to support the, the actions and the and the actual effects of the movement. Well, Terrence, you, would you change your... Wait, sorry, Rishi, you finished your, your thought? Oh, no, yeah, no, that, that, that was pretty much it, man. Terence, would you change your opinion? Um, I would be a bit more uh, careful mm. about, let's say, 
being affiliated with dads for life mm. or anything. Uh, I I did I even now my own not, nothing to do with like this article or his name or what. I've actually went to look up like what dads for mm. life does. Oh, is there stuff that I? Because I always I've always felt there wasn't a lot of you know support for for you know men to to talk about being a dad and what it means to be present for your kid and mm. things like that. So I thought, okay, at least you know there's some organizations trying to put that out there, But I'd be a bit more careful knowing uh, the quite strong religious slant mm. uh, that the founder has specifically, like, Because I would like, yeah, like, I would like if it's a meant to be a public service kind of thing. I would like it to remain in a more mm. secular space that, that I don't feel like. Oh, I, I, is there? A, so-called mm. agenda or a kind of belief system that is underpinning, you know, what is generally a good movement, whether it's yellow ribbon or what, you know. I, so if I'm giving money or anything, not not that I got money to give, <laughs> la, but but if I'm doing anything like if like being asked to contribute time or contribute uh, even content or something like that, I'd be a bit more hmm, like, do I does does the founders beliefs? Match up, match up with but on, and their, on their website he's not on the board of directors no? so I don't know whether he, he uh, runs but he's the original founder no, maybe mm. yeah maybe not anymore so so yeah so I, I didn't say that I would really you would be a little more there, but cautious uh. yeah you just go on YouTube yeah you go on YouTube you look up his name alongside that's for life or, or alongside Yellow Ribbon uh, you see that there's a lot of uh, speeches given in churches mm. you know proselytizing and linking those movements with his with his religious beliefs. Mm. So, so, so I think, I think like, uh, Rishi, on our previous episode, we spoke about this Huachong mm. incident. Uh, so our, our, our problem, the, the main problem we had with that incident was the, the bad science that was shown, that was shown yep. to students. It was really yeah. bad science. It was, I don't know where the they were getting numbers was from. All like, but also the, 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 yeah, I understand. Yeah. And, but aside from those slides, the fact that he showed a true love dot is video and true love dot is, is a, is by a religious movement as well, like, you know, uh, whether or not you agree with what they they think about the LGBT, uh, uh, you know issues and how to deal with them, uh, that what underpins it is a belief system that is religious, lah. So to me, it was like okay, that's then that's uh, that's in the realm of uh, something wrong, really, because you're showing a bunch of students who don't know better something from a religious organization. Lah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, man. I mean, uh, with you on that, it's something that was, uh, yeah, I mean, especially coming from a position, someone in a position of authority to, you know, yeah. kids, uh, essentially, 16-year-olds. Uh, yeah, for me, that was a clear, blatant issue. Mm. Um, yeah, unfortunate. Unfortunate, and I think they are investigating it, right? That, that one, there has been a police report made, and I believe yeah, they yeah, are investigating has, that, yeah. There has been a police report uh, made, but but yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's this this town hall, I don't think there's any follow-up because the investigations, I think, has come to a mm. halt. Mm. Uh, but I think, yeah, it, it's always good to hear from our listeners their thoughts on something as polarizing as this. Because uh, whenever we cover this, we will always get comments on both sides la. some support some disappointed in our take and all so yep. so now there'll be three yeah. people to be disappointed in potentially yeah, <laughs> right yeah. but but the most famous of him the most famous of three of us you can direct your comments yeah, towards yeah. Him. correct correct it's and, okay and, 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 you know him, I've, him I've, been like, 
Well, stand-up comedian, I deal with rejection on a daily basis. La, so. That's true. <laughs> la, that's true. That is your, true. Your disappointment, I, I, I don't know what to do with it. La. Most of the most, you'll turn into the next set of jokes. La. <laughs> what, what, what's the worst thing that an uh, audience member can do during NDP that will, that will, that will make your day oh feel like shit? I don't know, man. I hope I never have to see that. So. <laughs> I think the audience is big enough where no, no, one, I mean, for one person to do something is a bit tough, la, right? If someone does something on live TV, it ruins it for everybody, lah. Right? Oh, someone yeah, decides yeah, to like show a finger. No, but I just talking about for like for your feelings, lah. For your feelings, How, like to hurt your feelings, lah. What what would hurt your feelings? Like you, I mean, you say you have a, you say you thick skin and everything from the comedy scene, but I'm sure there's still one or two times that you know some somebody said something or what that <sighs> shook you a little bit, lah. Right? Yeah, I guess. Uh... Well, on stage, ah, oh, oh, unshakable, uh, unshakable. No, no, I'm just trying to think nothing. of like moments where on stage, I mean, I was, I was doing a show where someone asked me to stop the show. I guess that's probably the most pissing off thing that can happen. Like, like he stood up. Yeah, yeah, stopped. yeah. Why? Uh, why? Why? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Long story short, this was a Cindy event. <laughs> Oh, Cindy event. <laughs> our our peoples, our people, Cindy, yeah, Cindy. I, mean, I was I was a young, youngish comedian, maybe two three years into comedy. They invited me to do this thing called the Cindy Samelan uh, mm. in, in Malaysia, which is like this gathering of. Mm. I mean, it's a very archaic thing, lies. Kids or younger people don't go to these things, but it's like you know, Cindy people from all over the world they come together, hang out. But it's mostly like seniors, la, senior people. Yeah. Uh, and they asked me to do some stand-up. So I was like, yo, you know, you, you cool if I do some Cindy stand-up and English? They're like, yeah, 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 please. Everybody understands. I'm like, okay. And then the organizer, I said, you know, where are the young people in the room so I can get them involved and make it a bit more fun? So they said, oh, you can you can bring this, 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 this people. So they gave me a few names. I said, okay. So I'm going to fool around with them. So towards the end of my set, I bring these people on stage and we're hanging out. We're joking about how, you know, these kind of, Cindy events are actually meant to match make young Cindy kids with each other. Mm. It's all in good fun, right? <laughs> so that segment's going on, the crowd's laughing, and it's going well. Then one of the organizers, who obviously didn't know about this, he runs up to the front of the stage and st- says, Stop this! We don't want this! Stop it! No, we don't want this act! No, no! Then, 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 then. But what what was the rationale? So why, I'm on why? stage. Ima- imagine I'm like 20 minutes into the show, right? Yeah. And yeah. This stuff is going on, and people are. I mean, I think they I mean, they were enjoying the show, lah, right? Because it's all in good fun. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they stopped it, and then I composed myself. I said, "Okay, I guess there's a elderly uncle here who doesn't want the four of you to be on stage." Maybe y'all can go. Thank you very much for your uh, for your uh, participation. And then I took a moment and I said to the crowd, I said, look, this gentleman has just come and asked me to stop the show. But if you guys want me to continue to do a few more jokes, let me hear you scream. And then everybody went, ah, I'm like, wow, thank God. <laughs> then so, I go, then I go. So, I mean, I don't know, but I finished my show. I did another couple of jokes. I wrapped up and I went down 
and then uh, it was just chaos because I'm like, what the fuck was that? What are you What are you trying to do? And then he's like, no, we didn't want this. I said, your committee said it was okay. So why are you stopping my show in the middle of it? You know, and then we had this argument and then some of the other committee members came and said, so sorry, Rishi, this was a misunderstanding. Uh, we didn't mean it. You know, this guy, it's his niece up there. So he got a bit... I'm like, fuck, man, you gave me these names. <laughs> this is at Sindhu House, is it? No, this was in Malaysia. Oh, Malaysia. Malaysia. And we... This is the equivalent. It's like Lee Sen Long suddenly stands up during NDP and stop the show, stop the yeah, show. Let's, let's suddenly, yes. Right. Suddenly, uh, Rishi. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, didn't ask for Rishi Bhutani. Stop, why, why stop it, stop it now, stop it now. Stop. And we then you can say it. the same thing. You can say the same thing if you guys want me to keep carrying on. Let me hear some noise. <laughs> let me hear some noise. Let me hear some noise. Stage manager, let go fireworks at this point. Pop, 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 Fucking oh, epic, and that's when awesome. you know you have exercised the ghost of your past. Uh. Oh boy, and then I'll just migrate to Perth, yeah. bro. That <laughs> night, <laughs> yeah, this night. we can have Book a farewell podcast with you. Uh. We can have forward, all Dude, future podcasts be, with you will be remote. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that, I you mean, cannot I come to Singapore. I, I should book a flight like 9th August night in case this happens. Uh. So, from <laughs> the float, I nicely just sop, soup, enter the taxi, and get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. But, no, um, but that was probably the worst oh uh, thing. I mean, in my like, even if people don't laugh or people are heckling or you know someone tries to be stupid, yeah. or, at least you know it's still a fucking show, right? I still yeah, carry yeah. on. I still do what yeah. I'm there to yeah. do. But someone tells you to stop. I, I, yeah, that is the most pissing off part. And and the irony of this yeah. whole thing is that after the sh- that part ended, this the fucking MC calls me back on stage and they want to, <laughs> they like gave me a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> and like some scarf to like and flowers to f- uh, felicitate me like thank you very proud to have Singaporean act come to Malaysia thank you Singaporean Cindy <laughs> Rishi Butarani <laughs> oh, no. it was just uh, wow. I tell you what that was just I mean that dude really pissed me off la. I, I still remember his face I went up to him after I'm like what are you doing what, what are you trying and he's like oh you know we have all have s- vibes <laughs> and daughters that's why you know this is have, you, have you seen him since then <laughs> no lah no. Most of the people I realize in my showbiz career who behave in this manner or in a negative manner are mostly nobodies, uh, unfortunately. I see, they I are see. just like on some mini power trip and they try to yeah drag you down with them. But I never seen the man after and I wish him all the worst in life. I hope <laughs> I hope like his bald head gets like I actually have a lot of family burnt. in Malaysia no? I have a lot of family in Malaysia oh fuck maybe this is your uncle I'm so <laughs> yeah, sorry <that's> right. <laughs> oops <laughs> my uncle <laughs> oops. I'll ask my uncle next time uncle have you ever heard of Rishi Bujrani you know he'll be this terrible man terrible man <laughs> yeah I stopped his show I told him I stopped his show <laughs> I told him get the bloody fuck off the stage 10 years ago I stopped his show then I'll be yeah he was our recent NDP host <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell him to but, carry on. Uh, good, good. <laughs> but on that, on that funny note, shall we? Shall we move into the the final segment of the one show thing or not? All right, man. Yes. Cool, man. Yes. Rishi, you what got yours already. We can, we'll still go first, huh? But you got yours already. Are you last minute homework now? No, no, no I have lah. But I mean, is it uh, is it weird for me to talk about a stand up show that's not mine? Ah, uh, no lah. As long as other people can watch it lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Good. Then yeah. I have uh, something okay, yeah. important to share. Okay, then uh, Terence, would you like to go first? Um, yeah, I think uh, like right. There's this uh, channel called uh, I think it's called SB Nation. 
Mm. Uh, it's a sports-related uh, channel. And they, they do a lot of uh, sports-related videos. Like, where they, they call it, I think, SB Rewind. Uh, and it's a whole series where they take a moment in a spot. Like, like let's say, uh, you know, LeBron James, uh, like how he how he won the 2006 NBA Finals. And they, they do a, a sort of rewind video talking about everything leading up to that moment that you watch in the sport. Uh. Mm, so, oh. uh, I, I think it's, it's, uh, I, I think they, they do, they do a lot of, uh, interesting series. Oh, it's called Rewinder. I think it's called Rewinder. So they do football, they do baseball, they do basketball, and now they also do MMA. Uh. So, so they, they talk about, you know, for example, uh, you know, Didier Drogba's, Final kick in Chelsea's two, 2012 Champions League win, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they just do a deep dive rewind into everything leading up to that moment and, and how, and how everything in media, everything in the, the sport, everything in the player's personal life was leading up to that momentous moment when he, when that, that act, that moment in sport happened. And it's such, it's such an epic moment that we celebrate just mostly for the, the sport of it mm-hmm. but over time we tend to forget that there was a lot of backstory that led up to why that moment was so exciting for everyone right you mm. know, for example Kobe Bryant's final shot in the NBA um, and recently they did one on the how you know the fastest knockout in UFC history happened so I mean I, I think I've spoken about it on the podcast about how, how uh, George Masvidal it had a long backstory of of leading up to to becoming the most popular fighter in you know twenty twenty nineteen. So mm. it just uh, you know just this whole series is is very interesting to watch, and uh, mm. I encourage anyone with with uh, if you like any sport, most likely they've done something. They also do tennis, so you know like rough, uh, Nadal versus Federer and Wimbledon. Mm. Uh, they do all these little little moments in sport that are worth remembering, and, and just do it as a uh, documentation of everything leading up to that moment. Nice. Yeah. Rewinder. Oh, yeah, Rewinder. Rewinder. That's right. Okay. Uh, SB Nation Rewinder, yeah. SB Nation. Okay, uh, my my one show thing is uh, the a show that I recently started on Netflix while I was just uh, recovering from COVID. It's called Sex Education, which is not a new show, which is not mm-hmm. a new show, Um, but it's a show that I initially thought would be, oh, just some... Uh, you know, like high school kind of nonsense crap and all. But after mm. a few of my friends recommended it to me, I, I gave it a, a shot. And right from ep- the first episode, I think it's such a cool story. Basically, it's about this son of a sex therapist who becomes a sex therapist for his fellow students. Mm. And it's a comedy. It's it's edgy. It's racy. And yeah, I just thought it's a, it's a good it show. Is it one of Jillian, Jillian Anderson? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jillian yeah, Anderson. Yeah, she's in it. Right? Yeah, yeah, Jillian yeah. Anderson. And the Margot Robbie lookalike. Um, who is one of the act- act- actresses? And I, I think it's a really good show. It's a smart show. It's it's edgy and wow, it's it's awesome, like, It's awesome. Mm, mm. I yeah, highly man. recommend it. But That's of course, cool. there are there's nudity and all So watch it, uh, when you can. Probably like when you listen to this podcast, lah. As long as you can listen parents, to the podcast, watch it with your parents, guys. Sex education. Yeah, because it's it's yeah. an educational show. It's an educational show. Yeah. Because does, does it require the pin code when you it does, it does, it does, it does. Oh, it does. Yeah, okay. yeah. The opening that, that scene of, of the entire season, there's like a sex scene already. Oh, sure. Oh, okay, okay. Nice uh, one. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so they, yeah, that was a, the, a good way of opening the show. Helping you but recover from COVID. Yeah. 
Now we know. Now we know what he's doing yeah, in isolation. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So and and um, what about you, Rishi? Okay, so I mean, at the at the at the risk of you know not breaking the bias, I'm going to talk about stand-up shows that are mm. coming up because uh, I I think there's a lot of great live comedy happening in Singapore, and I highly recommend you guys go out and check it out. Uh, I mean, we've talked about my solo show happening after NDP, so if you've got time, check that out. But this week, if we are releasing this before the 29th of July, mm, I'm very mm. excited because one of uh, my longtime collaborators and uh, friends, and uh, I've known this guy since like 2017 when we were writing OK Chop together. He mm. was a s- staff writer back then on uh, the show. And then since then, he started doing stand-up. He's been writing the Rishi Report together with me over the pandemic. And this Friday, he does his first ever solo show. Mm. Uh, his name is Siraj Aziz. Uh, mm. He's a really unique, uh, you know, Southeast Asian voice, I feel. Uh, very thought-provoking material. Uh, and he's going to become a dad. Lah. So the title mm. of his special is called Before the Baby Comes. Mm. because literally uh, the EDD of his wife is around the time around <laughs> around this time wow. uh, so I'm really excited for it uh, I've seen the preview I, I'm going to be hosting the show uh, and mm. I think if you guys have time you know you want to see something different it's, uh, it's not your traditional stand-up show uh, it's a little different it's you know it's, uh, some exciting stories some very heartfelt thought-provoking stuff so yeah, check it out. You can get tickets at uh, sirajaziz.com. S-I-R-A-J-A-Z-I-Z, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah totally second that. Siraj is a very, very funny guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Even in person and everything. Yeah. yeah, solid guy. Solid guy. And like, yeah, it's nice to see how... Because I think I first met him also on a Mediacorp show when he was writing for the mm. Five show or something. Maybe. He was doing some writing there. In the dark but, ages. Yeah, so, in the dark, the dark ages of ages. his career. <laughs> So where can where can people find you, Rishi? So you can uh, look me up on my website, rishibudrani.com or uh, if you type my full name, Rishi Budrani, you'll find me on Instagram, on TikTok. That's where I'm most active right now with uh, all my mm. latest show information. Uh, yeah, man. I'm. So you get you get both the. the comedy pictures, but also the six pack pictures on Instagram. There, there will be some first traps. There will be, traps, traps. but the the people who fall for most of these thirst traps are middle aged Indian uncles. Unfortunately, <laughs> middle aged uncles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will tell me, take it off, take off the shirt. We don't want. <laughs> take off the kachol. So no, take off the pants. So we don't, we don't want, want this. I'm Harish uncle. Okay. Yeah, I got a nephew who's very conservative. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <right. laughs> oh man, and and. I guess the whole of Singapore can also find you on Channel 5. La. At what time uh, on on? Oh, yeah. NDP? Alamak, I don't, 9th August? Uh, oh, yeah, what, what time? It'll be 6 p.m., right? Seven, it starts at 6 I don't know. Right? I start work at like 5 p.m. La. Yeah, we don't care what time we start work. La. What time can we watch? I don't know what time we go live. Yeah. About, I think it's 6. I, I think, think six. yeah, around 5.50. Just turn on yeah. your TVs from like 5.45 onwards, okay? Yeah, okay, yeah. can, can, because, can. Because uh, Rishi Budrani, man. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Yala Bird, guys. Harish and Terrence. Oh, cool. Always a pleasure. Cool, man. Thanks for joining us. All right. And Yala, see you on the on the big screen, man. Uh, Sure. If you've got a big screen TV, great. Otherwise, <laughs> most people <laughs> watch, small screen watch screen. it on YouTube. Small, oh, oh, oh. And, <laughs> small and screen. Have that. Small have screen. Have that. Small screen. Again. The roasting, the 
roasting feet from the other comedians. Yeah, uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. The tweet storm. Right, the tweet storm. If yeah, you still yeah, use yeah, Twitter, yeah. I'm probably going to be uh, heavily tweeted by my fellow comedians for all yeah. the the things they they will say they will never do. Uh, but I think if they were put in my position, <laughs> they they would be right up there at the float as well. Going, stand up, Singapore, make your voices heard. <laughs> 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 all right, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks Rishi. Good chatting with you. Yep. And thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to y'all soon.